three, two, one. Welcome to Gameography, <laughs> the <laughs> podcast about games and the people who make them. Uh, I'm Devin. And I'm Tim. And uh, and that's the intro to the podcast, is everything we can Now we are into the podcast. Now this is the podcast. This is the podcast. Brace yourself for what is now the podcast that has now started. Like the kids who played which game and which yeah. starter they picked, because that's some suggestive advertising. Yeah, that's, that's subliminal messages. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you hadn't guessed, <laughs> today's <laughs> episode is we're talking about the seminal Super Mario Three. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to do it this time. Um, we'll take turns. So I guess let's just get into it. You know, okay. Now, n- this is the podcast. Okay. This is the podcast. That's so weird. What was she saying? She was like, if only I could go back to that time, like when like Princess Peach was like ruler of Mushroom Kingdom or something like that. Wait, so is it is the are the lyrics from the perspective of Mario? No, because she's singing like like Mario is like strong and like energetic. He's he's running and like jumping on dudes like (laughs) that's like literally the lyrics. Oh my god, (laughs) it's like just describing Mario like playing the game or like Mario like going through like it's like now he's like jumping on a Goomba or whatever. This is the perspective of the player almost. But then, if it, if you want to go back to when she was princess, then that makes you one of the one of her royal subjects. So maybe you're Toad. Yeah. Maybe it's from the perspective of Toad. Maybe it's from the perspective of Toad. <laughs> so Super Mario Three. <laughs> um. uh, Super Mario Bros. Three, released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in or the Famicom in Japan on October twenty third, nineteen eighty eight, and North America on February twelfth. 1990. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this came out on the same system as the first Mario? <laughs> you gotta be joking me. <laughs> oh, Tim, we'll cover that and so much more in this episode. <laughs> um, you may be asking, though, you may, you may have caught that the game came out a full two years uh, before it did in America in Japan. And oh, I wasn't even listening to the dates you said. What were they? <laughs> 98 came out, and 90? Or came out in 1988 and then 1990 in wow. the United States. Um, wow, that's like a full two years apart between the uh, J- <laughs> Japan and the United States. <laughs> between uh, Japan. Uh, so this is due mostly, uh, we'll get into it a little more, but this is due mostly to a worldwide um, like computer part parts shortage that was going on at the time um and it's kind of actually similar to what is happening now with uh like there's like a computer parts shortage and that's like part of the reason why 
like PS5s and Xboxes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, wow. Are like so hard to find because they just like, they can't, like there's not enough supply because it, it's like the same pieces also go to like, like your new MacBook <laughs> and like, <laughs> uh, like, like Intel stuff and like graphics cards and stuff. Yeah. Like everything is hard. Like literally everything is hard to find right now. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I did, I, I did hear about like whatever the new like PC graphics card, like the th- yeah. 3080 or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not a PC gamer. <laughs> Do you know any PC gamers? <sighs> I don't. Tim, I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> the wounds are too deep <laughs> and too fresh. <laughs> um, we should have a whole episode about our our conflict. Just just our where personal. we read through. Our like chat about it, honestly, I that actually would be interesting to me. I think it would get too tense to release. I do genuinely think it would it would be very uncomfortable. I don't think it would. I think it would just be boring. <laughs> well, that's um, not a problem so far for us. Yeah, I mean, as in we have no problem with it being boring. Our listeners, all one of them, uh, like <laughs> we're listening to boring stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that is why it, uh, came out so much later, but that we'll get into this, uh, later. And then also in our next episode, when we talk about the wizard, the wizard, wizard. uh, that gave them, um, a lot of extra time to just like promote it. Mm -hmm. The game was like already done. Yeah. And so they could just like basically promote it. Um, Mm -hmm. they also like had this strategy of like artificial creating artificial demand where they would on purpose like not release games oh even if they were like done oh interesting. and like not and also like do stuff like own like not ship like all of the copies that they had mm. so that like people would like go to stores and they would be sold out and then like yeah. kids would want it more <laughs> so once again this is more like the ps5 and new xbox are they doing that? With I, I would. I feel like they probably are to some degree. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they are, but maybe. Yeah, but didn't didn't this essentially create this whole like kind of world of like underground copies of Mario Three and uh, like information being spread around about it and like people talking about it in darkly lit rooms um, in the United States. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of cults, I think. Surrounding. A lot of Mario cults, yeah. <laughs> um, this is still a problem today. Did, yeah, we're still, the FBI is still rooting them out. <laughs> Wait, I, did you did you read about like uh, like bootleg copies or something? Because I, I haven't heard anything I thought about I, that. I thought I saw somewhere. That, mm. I don't know. I, don't I, know. Did, I just know that um, it was, you know, people were talking about it a ton because it wasn't available for so long. Yeah. I was thinking about like, there's no, like they couldn't do that today, you know? Because mm, yeah. like, like they could... I mean, obviously, like, it does happen where, like, games come out, like, a few months with difference and stuff, but it's, like, especially for a game this anticipated, you Mm -hmm. could not get away with, like, okay, just wait a couple years, guys. (laughs) Like, it'll it'll be fine. What if if Breath of the Wild 2 came out now in Japan in two years from now? (laughs) Yeah. Like, insane. Well, like, people will just, like, pay insane amounts of money to, to, like, get it from Japan. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I feel like, not that it wasn't in like the eighties and nineties, but like the world is so like it's so much easier to do that stuff yeah, now. Yeah, and also like you would, I I, I would I'm guessing also like a, a Japanese Famicom wouldn't have like even like worked on like a like an American like TV 
Yeah, probably and, like, not. Electricity, like yeah, and I bet and stuff. I have to imagine that all those like adapters and stuff that you exactly. probably could get now, like we're not anywhere near available. Exactly um, the way yeah. they are now. Yeah, or you'd, it would be like a huge ordeal. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I guess let's uh get into the uh the making of the game. Mm. The uh, game took more than two years to complete. Um, if you recall, Mar- the first Mario took like. Under a year, I think. Oh, wow. Or like about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, It had a budget of $800,000. Mario 3? Mario 3, yeah. Um, uh, The first game had a staff of around 7 to 8 people overall, and Mario 3 had a staff of 20 to 30 people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all of this makes a lot of sense. Like, that's not surprising at all. No, It's just the density of ideas. And And also, just like, it is a lot. Like, it is just a lot longer and bigger. Yeah, like, it's like a lot more game. Yeah. Like, the Mario 1, you had eight worlds, and each one had four levels. Yeah. This one has eight worlds, but each one has, like, nine or yeah. ten levels. So, yeah. it's, like, way more. And and also, I mean, in, in the first Mario, I really felt like it's, like, you, after a certain point, you really exhaust the, the like, new things that are going to happen, whereas oh, every yeah. world is, like, truly different and has, like, different exactly. enemies. They, and, yeah, it's, like, every world is, like, has a different theme uh-huh. with different enemies and, like, exactly, like, different... Yeah. Uh, and every, like, even level, they, like, mm. have, like, a new, like, kind of, like, gameplay idea. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, this is, like, the thing for this level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and in Mario 1, it's just, like... Yeah. Getting harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, so, uh, according to Miyamoto, the plan, the general plan for Super Mario Bros. 3 was to make it a game that players of all skill levels could enjoy. Mm. <laughs> Tim, do you want to comment on that? <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but, like, they did do a lot, a lot of things, like, even outside of, like, I feel like the level design that just made it easier, like, there's a lot more ways to get, like, extra lives and stuff in this. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely like, true. Like, there's yeah. all, like, the bonus games and stuff you can do. And I, and then there's also, like, you know, the... At the end of every level, there's, like, the spinning roulette thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you jump into. Although, I gotta be honest, that... That did not... I didn't get that a single time. Like I, I got it once. Literally the first three levels, I got it. Wow. And it gave me like five lives and I was like, nice. And then I never got it again. <laughs> you still get one life though. So yeah. like every three levels, you're just getting another life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like, I didn't get, I never won that. I never won the card game. I never won the uh, wow. the uh, the the roulette where it's like the three. The, the sp- yeah, yeah, we have to line up the image. I didn't win any of that. Sing- I didn't even come close to single. Wow. I guess you're not a real gamer. <laughs> yeah. All skill levels. I'm I'm the all in that in that statement. Yeah. I mean, were you just like for the spinning one? Were you just like smashing the button, or were you like were you trying to time? No, it? I was trying, but it's oh. like it it's so delayed that it's like I couldn't. The rhythm didn't make and yield anything for me, even though I tried to like do it when it was at the same. Place no, you can time. do it. Like, but it is like it is hard because they're all going at different speeds. Hmm. Um. But I th- it does seem like it's delayed. But like if it's in in the middle when you hit the button it does like actually go really it, like yeah it goes through and then it stops there i would hit it and it's like you'd hit it and it would go through like three or four more as it slowly stopped yeah well i don't know how many times it goes around but it does like stop on the one theoretically that you press it on. oh yeah oh anyway <laughs> um it's re- good for all skill levels <laughs> uh direct designed 
and directed by well there's a bunch there's actually multiple designers that were added to this but directed by um the original team of Miyamoto and um Tezuka and it seems like like this is not like confirmed anywhere but uh they're like it seems like Tezuka was like maybe originally kind of more in charge and then Miyamoto like came in and was mm. like <laughs> I don't really know but what's but, giving you that idea though but well, okay so th- this is the idea is that Tezuka had the idea of like okay like we need to make it like really different like we need to like change it up yeah so like he, he was gonna make it an isometric game instead of a wow. side scroller whoa <laughs> what (laughs) um so he said this is in an interview from later where Miyamoto said he wanted to he said he wanted to look from a little above but in Super Mario Bros it is important whether Mario's feet hit the ground or not even barely with a diagonal view from slightly overhead you lost your sense of distance to the ground so I told him that develop would be difficult and then Tezuka says yeah it was in parentheses laughs Riley So partway through development, we switched to a side viewpoint, but there are relics of the bird's eye view in the final product. And he mentions like the, like, you know, like the black and white, like checkered, like ground on some parts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, I guess, was like the ground on. Mm, all interesting. Um, that sounds like it would have been cool. So they went back <laughs> and just like, okay, we're just going to, we're just going to go back to regular old Mario, but we're just going to like up the ante on everything, basically um, add new um like different kinds of power-ups and stuff mm-hmm. and and new enemies new like gameplay ideas and stuff new like new moves mario can do like mm. like they added like sliding mm, you know yeah. like if you press down on like a curved thing you like slide and oh did you not do I, that i didn't even do that no <laughs> oh it took me like literally like a long time before i even realized that you could like do that jump flying thing you know like when uh, you had the raccoon, where you, if you oh, like with, if you once you hit the run, the, if you jump, you like start kind of yeah. When you fill up the the p yeah, the p yeah. meter, <laughs> your p meter, yeah. When yeah. you fill up your p, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start peeing, just dousing enemies down below you. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. NSFW that the uh, the the p meter though and the running was truly my like favorite new mechanic though in it. Like yeah. I just I love I love the little sound it plays and this <laughs> arms, you know. Um, it is very weird. Like I've always thought that that like the meter thing is very weird though. Yeah, it is, like agree. <laughs> truly, yeah, very weird. It's like I didn't even realize. Yeah, that that was what was the, what it was measuring for a while, and it's like mm-hmm. you didn't need to put that there. I can see whether or not he's running. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of binary, right? Like you don't speed up gradually. No, but you do need to like fill it up all the way in order to to fly mm-hmm. or like jump really yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's when you hit the like or the real run. Yeah, it could. Yeah, they could have. Well, yeah, I, I, I like it now, but it all, it is still, like, perplexing that it exists. Yeah. Um, so, in order to do all of this stuff, um, with the with the NES uh, being, like, what, like, six years old or something at this yeah. point? Like, pretty old. And uh, with the Sega Genesis on its way, mm. uh, Nintendo was uh, trying to obviously make it look like it wasn't the same yeah, <laughs> machine yeah. that made the first Mario Bros. Yeah. And, uh, like, new uh, technology, they were able to add it into, like, new technology into the actual cart itself. Oh, okay. So it has the, what what is was called the MMC3 chip, which allowed for more uh, processing, including diagonal scrolling. 
<laughs> Diagonal Which, scrolling. I feel like... And also, a big thing for me is that you can go backwards. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I forgot, yeah, because you told me. That was one of the first things I noticed, but mm-hmm. I had forgot to use it in the podcast that that was a technical limitation. Yeah, the first one, yeah. exactly, yeah. And then also, um, it allowed them to have that, like, bottom screen that has the P-meter mm, and your, like, yeah. coins oh, yeah. and stuff. Apparently, they couldn't do that for some reason. Like, they couldn't. <laughs> I, I, that that's really seems like something that, like, is would not be a technical limitation as much yeah especially because you have the stats up at the top right it's like why couldn't you just put that at the bottom yeah but i I mean honestly they're just fitting so many more pixels right like like right there's just so much there's so much more art in this yeah yeah, and so it's like maybe it's like literally it just wouldn't have been possible to put that much information to the bottom without it like really obscuring the screen yeah in the first one um uh it it was a it had a 384 kilobyte memory chip Mm which allowed it to store six times the levels. Wow. <laughs> of, wow. Uh, the previous, uh, of the lost levels, um, specifically. Um, so, there, they had some uh, aborted first ideas for uh, new power-ups. Apparently, their initial idea was turning Mario into some sort of sea creature. <laughs> <laughs> like a kind of octopus guy or <laughs> i don't know i mean maybe that's what turned into like the frog mm. but uh yeah i don't know and then there was another rejected idea i think this came out in like a hack it has started raining <laughs> <laughs> i hope your load is off good listener because <laughs> it is raining hard it is, it is raining hard it's gonna wash right off you if you haven't taken it off already <laughs> um to nsfw <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> uh, I think this came out in like. Do you remember that like, like Nintendo got hacked in the past year? Oh no, I don't remember that. And there was like a big like leak of stuff. I'm not sure if. This, oh, I, yeah, I do remember. That. That's where this came from, but uh, or if it was from like people, like like opening up like a ROM of the game and like looking through like the code and stuff. But uh, apparently, an early rejected idea was turning Mario into a centaur. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know why, but that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I can really picture that. Has that ever, has that, like, shown up in any way bef- since? I don't think so. There's, like, I if you Google image search it, there's, like, um, I think, like, fans have, like, made their own, like, <laughs> like pixel art. Like, this is what it would probably have kind of looked why like. Why is that vaguely familiar? <laughs> I don't they know. That. Should I have mean, been, like, a Donkey Kong 64. Like, you know how they turn into those animals? <laughs> I guess I could have used a different example, but... <laughs> Like, there should have been where Mario turns into all these different things. Yeah. Sea creature. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if that is, is almost more of what they're, they were saying. Is like, it's not like he's wearing a suit, but it's like he literally turns into yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, doesn't he, um, I can't remember, is it in Super, this is a spoiler for later in the Gameography podcast, but um, is it in Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, or is it in uh, the Yoshi one where he turns into an airplane? Someone Turns into an airplane? I mean, if you don't know that, it's probably from that Yoshi one. You know what I'm talking about? It's Yoshi's definitely Island. not in Mario World. Okay, yeah, then he turns it. Yoshi turns into an airplane in that game. In uh, like Yoshi's Island? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He turns into a Yoshi plane. <laughs> um. So obviously, like the big uh, new suit is the mm. raccoon suit. Oh. And this is a uh, Miyamoto's quote <laughs> about it. 
I'm sorry to say there isn't a funny story behind why we chose the <laughs> raccoon tail, <laughs> Miyamoto remarked. We thought the raccoon tail worked best from a practical point of view, and it fit right in with Mario's style. <laughs> it also created some new gameplay possibilities. What do you mean, it, it just practical sense? It's like, <laughs> oh, think, well, if he's in a float, clearly a I think a what they were saying tail. is the original idea was they just wanted Mario to have a tail. Oh, to like smack with? Yeah, to like spin around and yeah, smack yeah, stuff yeah. with, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because um, it, truly, it's always it's just never made sense to me why he like floats with the raccoon tail. It's just yeah. so silly. It's just so silly. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, raccoons don't fly. They don't fly like, and they there's... don't float. <laughs> they don't, frankly, spin either. <laughs> yeah. But I'll get I'll give them that one. But the rest of it, I just can't. I can't yeah. accept. Now that you say that, yeah, that. <sighs> but man, I. But that is like one hundred percent on brand for Mario. Just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If you think about it, nothing makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I, I, I really like the raccoon suit. Yeah, because I mean, because cake is one. It's just very cool looking. I don't know. It's nice a raccoon tail. It's very, uh, I don't know, video gaming. It's very Japanese. Mm. Makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you have a power up that isn't the fireballs, which are like it's an attack. That's fine. But the fact that it's like an actual platforming ability that you have now where mm-hmm. you can flow and make more precise movements, mm-hmm. and especially for the levels where it's like it's more precarious. Like I'm thinking of specifically the ones where you're there's all the moving platforms, you know, like mm-hmm. it was so helpful on those and added a whole other element of like kind of floating down and then bouncing off of a floating Koopa Troopa and then coming mm-hmm. back up. I just thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. And th- what was I going to say? I don't know. I've lost it. Um. Oh, I was gonna say. I think for me, just because I played uh like Super Mario World first as mm. a kid, and that has the cape in it and not the raccoon suit. Oh like, yeah, yeah. To me, like the cape, like the raccoon suit always feels like wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I never quite liked the like, um, how you can like after you jump like do the little raccoon spin and it'll like give you a little float. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a little bit <laughs> off to me. Does the cape do the same thing with the floating? No, actually it like it, it flies differently. Like where it's like the same thing where you like, you f- first have to run, like get oh, a, like, yeah, a long yeah, run yeah. and then jump. And then you can like go like up and down, mm-hmm. like, and like dive bomb with it and stuff. So it's a little different. Yeah. Um, it's not like you. It's not like press it to like yeah, yeah, yeah. go higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another uh, there, there's lots of new um, enemies in this game. Yeah, but uh, one that sticks out is the uh, chain chomp. Oh yeah, I I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. There's so many. Uh, did we decide in the last one that the bombs were in Mario Two? I think they must be because, yeah, I don't know where I, else they the, would be from. I didn't see them in two, but I remembered them in this one. And I, yeah, they're definitely in this yeah, one. yeah, the Chain Chomp. I mean, what an iconic, iconic um, character. Are, are you aware of, of the uh, the backstory of the Chain Chomp? No. It, is just, <laughs> it just comes from, like, when Miyamoto was a kid, there was, like, a dog that, like, uh, like attacked him. And, like, it. I think it just, like, barely, like... Either like mm. someone was like holding the leash, or like it was like chained up or something, and so it just like barely got on, onto him. Yeah, I think. yeah. So the, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. just directly out of me and Moda's experience. <laughs> um, some of my uh, some other enemies. I wrote a list of my favorite ones. Oh, um, nice. I don't know their names, but so I, <laughs> the little Goombas. 
specifically. Mm, um, I have an anecdote about that, actually. Well, okay, I like the little Goombas that were, like, hiding in the blocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Were there also just standard little Goombas free-floating? I already forgot. There's, there's like, Goombas... There's, like, normal-sized Goombas that, like, fly, and then they drop the little Goombas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> I also... Uh, the green guys who throw up spike balls. Oh, the... You mean the, like, piranha plants that, like... No, no, it's in, like, uh, World 2, I think, where the guys are just, the, the little green circular guys, and they just, they'll kind of walk around, and then when they see you, they just oh, t- tilt their head back. Oh, like kind of turtle-looking guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's freaky. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Big Fish and Angry Sun. Those two are my top. Oh, Angry Sun is classic. Whew, that was that was truly wonderful. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, maybe we should just, uh, talk about our, like, our, what our history with this game is. I know, like, I don't think you have ever played this game before, yeah. right? I don't even think I fully knew it existed until, <laughs> like, when we started planning for this episode. Because wow. I think this whole time I had thought I would combined that and Super Mario World. Is that yeah. the one on Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. See, I always forget the name of that one, too. Mm. Um, yeah. So I really didn't have a concept of it, but... After playing it, I'm actually pretty sure that I did have like one experience playing this game as a kid because the overworld looked familiar to me. But that, hmm. still, that could have been super. No, it was this one because no, they yeah, Super Mario World looks pretty distinct. Yeah, I like the overworld and stuff. Yeah. Um, I first played this game because my cousin got it. I, I played it at my cousin's house too. <laughs> cousins got it for like the remake for Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. Is that where you played it? Or no, no, I played it on the TV. Oh, so wow, I assume okay. it was a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was remade. Obviously, it was remade for the Super Nintendo with Super Mario All-Stars, but then, like... Oh, yeah. I assume it was, like, using those graphics. I don't really remember, mm. but, like, remade for the Game Boy Advance as well. And we would, like, play it, like... I think we did, like, the... Like, the... You know, like, one person plays Mario, one person plays Luigi, and, mm. like, if you die, then you, like... Yeah, yeah. So we, like, pass it back and forth. Yeah. I don't, we definitely didn't beat it, but like, we like played it like all day, basically one day, I think, mm. where we like, we got like pretty far, like oh, at nice. least like halfway through or something like yeah. that. Like, I definitely remember like the sun, the angry mm. sun from that. <laughs> yeah. I bet that, yeah. As, as a kid, that must've been especially tough. Yeah. Just, he just comes for you. Yeah. He just, he's really going for you. And like, <laughs> it's so weird. Cause like. I don't know why he in particular sticks out that it's like he would need an explanation, but it's like he's just there yeah. in like a couple levels and then yeah. he's just never there again. <laughs> it's just suddenly there's an angry sun in the corner and it's like, yeah. why it's is like, this? Wait, did, so is there another sun? Like this sun doesn't seem to be like lighting the world necessarily. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very solid observation. Um, why are we not burning to death in the presence of a, a uh, active star? Who is angry? Might I point out? Yeah, might I point out? He's furious. Anger is heat. <laughs> do you do you do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I, this is that's just science. There's no agreement necessary. Yeah, the sun in the real world, the solar sun, is powered by anger. The sun is furious. The sun is furious. The sun is holding a grudge, and this grudge is lighting our planet and keeping us all alive. Yeah. So, um, anyways, <laughs> to go back to uh, the little Goombas, um, there's an anecdote from one of the 
uh, like game designers underneath Miyamoto. Uh, there was like a bunch of um, them who, and his, his job was mostly to work on like enemies, mm. like come up with new enemies and stuff. So, um, and he and he was coming up with the the little Goombas. And he remembers Miyamoto didn't He's ask. Just, I can't crack it. I need something else. <gasps> what if it was a smaller Goomba? <laughs> um, and he remembers Miyamoto would, in, in like the design, like when they were talking about stuff, he wouldn't ask, like, what is the essence of Mario is the quote he used. Like, he wouldn't <laughs> ask questions like that. Like, is this Mario? He'd ask just like, is this fun? <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, his example they use is he was struggling with those little Goombas um, that were, like, supposed to, like, like I guess be, like, pulling you down so you couldn't jump as high. Mm. And so he just tried to make Mario heavier and slower when the Goombas were on him, but Miyamoto said it didn't feel right. And then Miyamoto came up with the solution of, instead of making Mario heavier or slower, just, they just put an invisible block above Mario. <laughs> so if you jump up, you just hit that invisible block. Oh, so you couldn't jump as wow. high. Um and he says it was a really simple solution, and when I and when I made it, it just was like he said, it was great. Lots <laughs> of times after that, when I ran up against a wall, he came up with a completely different approach. <laughs> um, and so much like the like, I mean, just like probably working on Nintendo games in general, they they could only like test things a couple times a day because it just took so long to yeah. like program yeah. stuff. Um, so they would test once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And this designer, Kono, said that the team felt exhausted toward the end of the development period. Probably towards the end of the like two years they've been working yeah, on this. Which I feel like now is like very normal yeah. for like the length of amount of making a game, but probably at the time that was like yeah. crazy. And also, I mean, you have to think like that's that's two years now of like programming in a much simpler way. Right. Whereas like that must have just been so much more involved. Yeah. Um uh, so they, they felt exhaustiveness, but added that Miyamoto's pickiness kept them focused on perfection. I feel like this is something I like have just read like from around various games and various like mm. from various people that like Miyamoto is just like, well, this is his quote is like, he doesn't think at all about all the work involved in fixing something. If it'll make the game even a little bit better, Miyamoto is always unhesitant about making changes. And there's like, I, I saw another quote that it was like, if you're like working in your office and you hear Miyamoto coming, you're like, oh no. Because you know you're going to get like, uh, like have to like redo like a lot of work. <laughs> and like, he just doesn't care about it. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, just like whatever mm. it takes like to make it better. Um, mm. I mean, clearly it's worked out for him. That clearly it's worked out that for him. That sounds yeah. like it might be one of the kind of um, defining aspects of his kind of like yeah. artistry, his gamistry. Yeah. It does sound like it would be kind of like torture to work for. Yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there is that. Um, uh, I this is a this is a uh, a little tidbit I found. Um, reading through old uh, Nintendo Power magazines, uh, which is like the magazine that they they did that was like just like oh, ads yeah. for Nintendo, basically. Oh yeah. And uh, also like hints and stuff mm-hmm. for. Because these games are so dang hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, there's literally a whole issue after Mario 3 came out that's just like a walkthrough <laughs> for Mario 3. That's like this, okay, oh, like wow. this, these like pages are on this world and then like, yeah. et cetera. Um, 
Uh, so th- there was like a before, like, so this would be the month before it came out in the US. There was like a feature on Super Mario Bros. 3, and it said Miyamoto has visited the United States three times and says he has seen a lot of originality in this country, especially in the area of music. In 1987, he and his team toured Disney World, San Francisco, and New York City in search of inspiration. On his next trip, he told us he'd like to visit Nashville. <laughs> in, in parentheses, we can only wonder what kind of games that trip would inspire. <laughs> uh, for our for our listeners out there, gamography is uh, oh, yeah. recorded in Nashville. We've actually Tennessee. somehow never mentioned that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's... Somehow it's never come up. <laughs> Very uninteresting. Yeah. And irrelevant, but... Oh, man. What would... Did he ever... Did, it, did he ever visit know. Nashville? I don't know. Gosh, what would a Nashville-inspired Miyamoto game be like? <laughs> what would Miyamoto do in Nashville? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Go down Broadway, hit up the honky-tonks. <laughs> I, I'm sure Miyamoto drinks, but I can't picture him drinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm sure he would, like, have, like, one drink, you mm-hmm, know? Like, mm-hmm. he'd have, like, a whiskey and be yeah. like... Drink it for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that that seems right. Yeah, but and then I feel like he would be, he would just kind of like politely, you know, like mm-hmm. no, I can't do it anymore. That's yeah. too, too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a simple humble man. Yeah, that's the what would Mario think? <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, uh, that that's that's pretty much it for the development. But one thing that uh, I feel like is kind of weird that it was like a theory because it seems pretty obvious, and then that Miyamoto confirmed, but that the. Mario 3 is all a stage play. <laughs> yeah. Um, As like, was confirmed in a famous video on uh, the UK Twitter. Nintendo com. Twitter page <laughs> yeah. from 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Like, it starts out with, like, curtains opening mm-hmm. and, like, all the characters running up. Also, it, I was, like, very confused at that part because there's no sound. Yeah. You remember yeah, that? Like, yeah. I was like, is the game, like, broken? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I had Like, a... it seems like there should be music there. Yeah. And there's just not. And it's so, like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's almost like David Lynchy or something. Like, it's like, <laughs> what has happened? It's just like it's very red unsettling. curtains. And then, like, it's like literally like the black it line. It really <laughs> is very David Lynchy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a state. Actually, what people don't know is that Mario 3 is a stage play directed by David Lynch. That's That's canonical. <laughs> That is canonical. Um, and Miyamoto has in a separate interview said that uh, that the Mario characters, because he was asked, uh, like, why in, like, the main Mario games, like, is Mario, like, Bowser's always stealing Peach mm. and then, like, having to go get her. And then, like, there's, there's like, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis and stuff where, and, like, Mario Kart where they're all just, like, hanging out together. Yeah. And a he was, fair point. It's a fair point, and and his uh, answer was that like, I guess the way like the old um, uh, like Popeye cartoons worked <laughs> was that like the like the characters would have like different roles depending on what episode it was. Like, so it wasn't always like, um, like the bad guy what like Bluto or whatever who yeah, like yeah, would like guy. steal uh um, olive oil mm, oh, would not name. apparently like that wouldn't always happen like, really like sometimes there would be like buddies and stuff and so like he he said it was like kind of like that where like they're 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 actually more like actors and just like oh my god but like that totally fits into the mario 3 thing of like it's a play and it really wow. like puts into perspective like all the other Mario games in a sense too of like, why are they always doing like kind of the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
and and like they never like really like reference the fact that they are you know what i mean it's like it's like okay this is just like what tonight's performance is <laughs> that's a really mind-blowing concept yeah it actually makes a lot of sense and it's yeah kind of like uh making me uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and, and like this game in particular really i feel like sets the blueprint for Mario even yeah. more so than the first Mario. Absolutely. Like yeah. Bowser comes in with his like airships and stuff in this mm-hmm. one. And it's yeah. like literally like every Mario game since has, he's been doing God, that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, in, in Odyssey, he has those airships again. And mm-hmm. I feel like I, and in galaxy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And in super Mario world. <laughs> Jeez, like, yeah. Cause I think that in, I hadn't really played galaxy yet when I played Odyssey and I kind of thought that that was, almost an original thing in odyssey or at least it had not really been in much yeah. other stuff i knew I, it was kind of familiar to me yeah but i that's kind of crazy that, yeah that's that's been here since this early on mm-hmm. but this i mean it really does feel like mario one and two are like the first kind of attempts at what mario mm-hmm. could theoretically be and then mm-hmm. three is like this is mario and everything else has descended from this one yeah it's it's honestly kind of sad <laughs> how <laughs> like little mario has like obviously yeah. 3D Mario is very different but like mm-hmm. 2D Mario has not moved on yeah from this yeah like it it was blowing my mind how like cuz i i played earlier in the year the new super mario bros u mm. it was blowing my mind just how like identical it is <laughs> like there's new like power ups and stuff but it's like even yeah. the structure yeah where it's like uh you're like in a world and uh, like halfway through there's like a, a mini castle mm-hmm. with like yeah literally like that same like guy where you just have to jump on his head three times yeah and oh that the, same guy is in the new one mm-hmm. wow and then uh like at the end of it there's like you know one of the koopa kids yeah they all have like a slightly different mm-hmm. um deal yeah but you know i mean i don't know that you can really if that's totally fair because those really aren't a continuation of the mario series um it's that's like truly just kind of a nostalgia thing right like i feel like from the beginning that series of like new super mario bros where it's the 2d like that has only ever been like emulating for people that never played the originals what those original games are like but they don't have to be that that's That's like a total cop-out and like yeah if that's like all they're trying to do like i don't think i don't think that's what they should be doing if that's if that is their goal like yeah I, I do agree, but I mean, it's like, it's kind of, I think I've always kind of written those games off to a certain degree. One, just, it, I, well, I don't, you are, you are famously, uh, yeah. anti 2D yeah. Mario. <laughs> like I'm, yeah, that's not my like cup of tea, but it's, uh, it's just like, that's, it seems like it's not meant to be anything other than like, let's put that, those same type of levels in, uh, 2.5D. Yeah. But no, you're right. They, they should, they should be trying harder. They should be. Yeah. I mean, Yeah like we deserve it yeah we deserve better games oh, like what was what surprising me was there was stuff that i thought was new in that game mm. that was like oh it's in super mario Bros. 3 <laughs> <laughs> like um uh what, what what was an example like i mean just like the like the airship levels mm, yeah are like you know you know the um the little like turny like corkscrew kind of thing yeah, yeah where like you, yeah. Ju- you have to keep jumping on it to yeah, make it move yeah, forward yeah, yeah. i thought that was like new in that in, oh, really? in the new super mario bros and then it's just in this and it's yeah, like that's oh it works exactly the same oh, that's funny <laughs> that's basically also the same as that thing in mario 64 right 
like all the different parts where you have to run along that course crew. It's like similar. Um, it's similar. Are you talking about though, like where it's like rolling and you have to like stay on yeah, top? Yeah, yeah, it is similar. Yeah, it's like it's like the three D adaptation of that idea. Yeah, for like. sure. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, they did add stuff like um, there's like you can do like the butt stomp in the new Super Mario Bros. And oh, so there yeah, is like true. more stuff you can do, but like. In broad strokes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It is Super Mario Bros. Three, which is so insane. It's like <laughs> that. This yeah. game is now twenty twenty one thirty thirty one years old. Thirty one yeah. years old. Jesus Christ! Wow. <laughs> we don't really have to talk about the story, but it's just um. Well, okay. The interesting thing about the story that I, I don't know if I ever realized when I played it as a kid or mm-hmm. if I just didn't pay attention, but like you're not trying to save Princess Peach, like for most of the game. You're, oh yeah, yeah. You're, like it's like all these, all the kings of the mushroom yeah. land have been transformed, and you're trying to, mm. to to turn them back into humans. Yeah. What are you talking about? We definitely need to talk <laughs> about the story because yeah, the, this honestly raises so many questions. <laughs> okay, because so you're going through all of these worlds, and each world has its own king that you're trying to save. Yeah. So th- it turns out the first Super Mario Bros is in the mushroom kingdom and this takes place in like the mushroom world or something and there's multiple like mushroom kingdoms i think is what it is what um the mushroom kingdom forms an entrance to the mushroom world (gasps) where all is not well (laughs) bowser has sent his seven children this is from the um instruction booklet (laughs) to make mischief as they please in the normally peaceful mushroom world they stole the royal magic wands from each country in the magic in the mushroom world and use them to turn their kings into animals. Mario and Luigi must recover the royal magic wands from Bowser's seven kids to return the kings to their true forms. Goodbye and good luck, said said the princess and Toad, as Mario and Luigi set off on their journey deep into the mushroom world. That's insane. And like the um when you get to the the castle at the end, it's like Toad is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh with, with the king, and they're like as they're like weird uh, animal form <laughs> yeah do you remember what some of them are i remember uh, one of the snake i think there's one that's a rat one was like um yeah a turtle kind of i remember there was one that was really crazy towards the end <laughs> um but i don't remember what it is uh a, a, a question though that i had is that yeah. are toads then just the, the the species that occupies these kingdoms in this world because I Toad? I understood toads yeah. to be the servants of Princess Peach, but it appears that that each each country has their own population of toads. Yeah, I think they're like the royal servants of all the kingdoms. Oh is what it gosh. seems like. Oh wait, what? Okay, um, yeah, okay. One of them is a prana plant. Also, oh my god, I think it's like wow, the, the, the fifth world or something or sixth world. The second one is a dog, I think. Um, oh yeah. I think it's the no the second one is the uh, the he's a spider. You remember that? He's just hanging down on a thread. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So those those are just great. Um. Because they like just that's like that was like insane production value. I feel like at the time where it's like yeah. you only see this once in the whole game, and they yeah. like drew this like whole animated like sprite yeah. just for that one like scene yeah and i mean it's like in comparison with the first one where it's like every time you just have the same toad saying the same thing yeah it's like yeah. this time you have a whole little scene yeah 
It's um, definitely that's like indicative of the kind of like attention to, de- to detail that you see in all the worlds. That's uh, totally different. Mm-hmm. Also, though, with the kings, um, did every single one of them have a mustache? Good cue. Good cue. Because I was noticing I a so. lot of mustaches. In fact, in, in in specific, I think the world four or world five looked just like Mario. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Waterland King looks it's just like an old Mario. Literally looks like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the the giant land king is shirtless. He has no mustache. He is oh, okay. faceless, uh, not faceless, facial hairless. <laughs> um, the skyland king has a big white beard. Mm. Um, the iceland king kind of looks like a pig in human form. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the but lots of facial hair for sure. Yeah, um, I, it, it was just making me think like, what is uh, what is this Nintendo fascination with mustaches and facial hair? I don't know. Yeah, do you think it was like an 80s thing or that's actually probably <laughs> very much the case, yeah. Um, also, um what is I think I'm, I might have asked you this in the Mario episode, but what was uh Japan's relationship with facial hair at this time and also what is it now? Could could you say off the top of your head? I definitely could not say what it was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> now cuz I just I just can't picture like a lot of Japanese guys with mustaches no, and beards. No, most Maybe it, maybe it was used. To, maybe it like it did used to be more of a thing. Like definitely, I feel like in like pre-modern yeah. Japan. Yeah. By which I mean like not like that old, but like a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I think like there was like a lot of mustaches and stuff. But mm. like definitely now, like most people don't have facial hair. Like if you're like if you're like working. I feel like you're kind of like expected not to. Interesting. Like if you have facial hair, you're more of like it's like I feel like those are definitely more like the bohemian kind of people. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't care, man. Like Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so like Japan's facial hair culture is like America's in the fifties or sixties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe because you know, I mean, eighties, I guess I don't really know what was happening in, you know, like Europe or other continents. In the 80s, but I know it's like obviously in America, mustaches were such a thing. I wonder if the whole thing is that it's like because Mario and Luigi are Mm -hmm. New York, like New Yorkers, yeah, that it's like oh, they're all American, they're all New Yorkers, Mm -hmm. we give them all mustaches because that's what's happening (laughs) right now in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is curious. Um, uh, like for it seems like the work breakdown, uh, between Miyamoto and Tezuka was like. Yamoto was more maybe involved in like the like level like design and stuff like that. And Tezuka was more like seemed like he was like the main designer of like all of the mm. graphics and everything. Oh, interesting. And that like he uh like the reason like why Mario like this game in particular, I feel like really like set the the tone um for like all Mario games later on where like, everything is like cutesy. Mm, even more yeah. so than in previous yeah. games yeah we're like uh i don't remember who it was but somebody was like we had to like tell him to like tone it down because it was like it's <laughs> <laughs> like he was like he wanted to like dry eyes on everything and like make them cute <laughs> like like you'll notice in like playoffs. the uh yeah in like the overworld like like the like hills and stuff like have eyes even oh, and they're like the hills have eyes <laughs> the hills have eyes yeah but in That's a cute a, it's way it's a movie about mario <laughs> um oh wow i didn't even notice that i think it's one of the later worlds but uh and then that like obviously like 
go, goes even more that direction with Super Mario World mm. um, and like Yoshi and stuff. Yeah, yeah I do, and I, I feel like there's the whole like colorful. I guess cutesy is the best word, but just like jovial vibe of the whole game. It's so like yeah, it's so much more like colorful yeah. and just like mm-hmm. I mean, just like the variety goes so far yeah. compared to the yeah. previous game yeah yeah especially that yeah. like every world truly does look different mm-hmm. it's like that is so nice mm-hmm. <laughs> and i and i just i the whole time um i think i actually have a whole list of why but i i kept on feeling like it was very similar to mario 64 in a way mm-hmm. that none of the other ones have been and that might just be because he has he established this style that we're talking about that then carried on to the later and like games. the graphical style is similar maybe not even or... the gra- i mean because obviously they don't look anything but it's just like Something yeah. about the feeling of it all. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a lot of like very specific examples. I guess just just the fact that, that in this one you have like uh, sand, ice, sky, and big levels, which yeah. are all the like main kind of, you know, aesthetics of uh, the world in Mario 64. Yeah. In particular, the, the big world was like, that's insane. Yeah, it, it's Where insane. It, and also, okay, this is 100% a... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's meaningless, but on on level four six, so four dash six yeah. is the world in the is is the level in Big World where you can I don't remember what it is you do. It's if you hit a switch or like hit a block, or if you go down a pipe. I think I think it's you go through a pipe and then it like switches. So like it's either like the Big World or like the like small stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Level six or four dash six, and in Mario sixty four, there's a level where that's. The oh my <laughs> gosh! I didn't catch the four dash six. Yeah, I know. That's why you said it when seven I, times. When I like saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is a creepy pasta." <laughs> this is what we're always talking about. This is wow. yeah, that's that's truly bonkers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and that that was like one of my like favorite uh just like worlds in general. That and uh I mean the sand place is cool. Um I did really like I liked the aesthetic of the sand. Yeah. I don't know. I really I really like just ever I like Yeah, I don't see like saw. yeah, all of them. Yeah, I think I think maybe what you're thinking of with like Mario 64 is like because Mario 64 is very similar in the sense of it's like every one of the levels has it's like a mm. very specific look yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, kind of reuse them in a, like yeah, like towards the end maybe not as yeah. much, but yeah, <laughs> like the first like yeah yeah the first like half of the game the first like half the game is like very like yeah. this is the fire level, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the ice level. Yeah, yeah, and then here's another ice level. Yeah, and another <laughs> ice level. Is there three? I feel like there's three. I think there's only two. Each one of them felt like three whole worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, save that for a couple of now. Um, the level design, I feel like, is just so, like, good in this game. Like, it's yeah. just, like, it's just, like, perfected. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they took it to such a higher extreme. Than pre- like, I'm thinking about, like, the, uh, like, the uh, airship levels. Mm, where it's just yeah. like cannons shooting in yeah. all directions and stuff, yeah. and it's like so like laid out so that like you know if you try if you try and like just like run like rush through it like you will just die yeah, immediately. Yeah. It's like 
Yeah, and they somehow almost predict exact, like in that very yeah. Mario way, exactly yeah. what you're gonna do. So yeah. you go there, and it's like, oh, there was one shooting me right there. Yeah, and then yeah. you'll. It's kind of like you act. I kept on accidentally like bouncing off one to the next to the next, just like yeah, it's very fun. Those in particular, actually, I had forgotten, but yeah, yeah. And I feel like, but m- mentioning that like that idea of like that we've talked about before of like anticipating what you're going to do, mm-hmm. and then like you just dying <laughs> because yeah. of that. I feel like. But maybe uh, for people who haven't played this game before or games like this before or just like older games in general, um, I feel like we have an expectation with modern games that like the game is like you're not like going to die that much. Yeah. Like you'll like face like setbacks and you might have to like try again, but it's not like like you're just going to die. Yeah. But I feel like the like whole design of this game to a certain extent is like you have to die in mm-hmm. order to like figure out how to beat the level yeah. sometimes. Not, yeah, not all the time. Like I definitely got through levels like without yeah. dying, but like there are some levels where it's like, you just are not, not going to see it coming. Like, yeah, and I, there's actually several points where, cause as we always say, I was using the rewind function yeah. every single time I died. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, no, actually 100%. I didn't <laughs> let myself die for real at any yeah. point. And, I was thinking, like, it actually would make this kind of a more enriching experience in a lot of ways to actually let yourself do that without yeah. the rewind. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that they actually kind of accommodated for that. Yeah. But you're right, because it's like, in a lot of modern games now, I get annoyed when I even have to, like, go back a little bit. It's almost like, it's almost like just let me die and then immediately just put me back in <laughs> with no penalty. Yeah. Well, it's like, and if you think about, like, Mario 64, the direction I went there, like, mm. you... You have like a whole life bar, yeah, yeah, or a circle, or whatever, yeah. So like, you can take multiple hits before mm-hmm. dying, and I, I feel like that might be partially because of you know we're still in the echoes of the arcade era, which is For like sure. where all their kind of video game design philosophies were developed to begin with, and at a time when dying meant more money. So it's like the, there's a whole different yeah. expectation, and they're still probably just beginning to really like accommodate the fact that it's like you're at home you can just do it as many times as you want so yeah i think i think it's partially that and i think it's also partially that like you know at the end of the day it's still like a three to four hour game yeah that like even though this was like way longer than the previous mario games like it, it was it's still like three to four hours long and so like if they made it you know easy enough for you to just like keep yeah without dying and like having to re- redo parts, it would be like that much quicker. Like yeah. you could probably, probably back in the day, you would spend. Because also the other thing is that's insane to me, um, is you could not save. You, you had still to, couldn't save in this one. No, I didn't even think you about had that. to beat it in one go. Jeez, that's that's like too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did they do that when they had they'd already figured out how to do it clearly in Zelda yeah. and Excite Bike. Um, well, with Excite Bike, it was like passwords, I think, or whatever. No, remember, we, uh, I was just listening to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the but I think that they they that didn't keep your like levels. It saved. I just remember we said that it was like the fir- actually the first game to involve saving, but it was a very proto saving mechanism. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Yeah, but in Zelda, you yeah, know. I think probably the reason it just cost more because yeah. they had to put a battery in it. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I could. There's, there's no world where I could beat this game in <laughs> one sitting. I mean, they did do stuff like the original one, where it's like you could. 
Oh, the warp world. The yeah, you could get the whistle in this game and and skip uh, mm. worlds. I, I never got the whistle. Mm. Um, I feel like it's they made it like harder. I feel like than yeah in the first Mario to get to the warp worlds. Um, that makes sense why they would do that. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, there is one where in because you know at the end of every once you beat a boss, then you get a letter from Peach. Yeah, yeah. One of the letters from Peach says where one of the like how to get one of oh, the whistles oh, okay but it's in like world three uh, and you're in like world six or seven oh, by that okay. point. so it's like oh, that's funny so you'd use that like next time next time you play it. yeah but then there's another one i know somewhere else and i feel like the only way you would really figure it out is by like reading a magazine yeah. or like yeah. hearing it from somebody yeah which is just like classic this that's era just classic yeah <laughs> There's a real charm to the way that that's just how information about video games spread back then. Yeah. It's like you just had to read Nintendo Power. We yeah. should get a copy, an old copy of Nintendo Power, and like read it for the podcast. <laughs> I could read some some stuff. We uh, on our Twitter hmm. at Gameography Pod at Gameography Pod at Twitter dot com. Um, we have some some uh, tweeted some, and I have some more screenshots that I'm going to tweet oh, later okay. from Mario Power. Okay. Uh, or, Nintendo Power. Mario Power. Uh, the uh, the Mario um, comic comic is from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that has truly become just a personal meme between us this last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you really got to honestly. I don't even care if you follow the Twitter. Yeah. Just go look at that comic on the Twitter page because yeah. it's just just scroll back. So like. Yeah, a few like a little bit in history because it'll be a little bit. I guess, yeah. Um, but like we um, this week, we've been sending back and forth one frame in particular. Um, and I at one point I went to screen cap another one, and I just kept on looking. I was like, I don't know which one of these is the second silliest. Like it's so hard to choose which one is a funnier reaction <laughs> yeah. image. Yeah, Mario getting his like giant nose bit by a piranha plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost used that one. <laughs> oh it's so good yeah, there's him where he like jumps in the air and his head like he has no body basically because his head is so big <laughs> and his hat has flied off of his head it's so good you know what's funny I just realized I never even read the comic I just looked at all those pictures because they're so overwhelming and weird the great thing about the comic is they're just like constantly making weird like I mean it's very similar to like the Super Mario Bros. Super Show that we covered in the last episode <laughs> where like uh, Lost of power. <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, lots of weird like Italian food yeah. like puns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh and just like yeah, weird like jokes that don't really make sense. <laughs> Mario calls Luigi Ouija in it exclusively. Oh. He oh. never says Luigi. It's so weird. That's interesting. <laughs> when did that comment come out? I'm assuming like ninety around the same time. Yes. I believe these are where uh, th- this this comic that it, that we screenshotted is from um, there when Super Mario World was released. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's insane. Then this, th- they were calling him Ouija that far back. Ouija, year of the Ouija. <laughs> yeah, Super Mario World was year of Ouija. <laughs> um, well, we did forget one thing. Um, the Birdo connection. Mm. Which we didn't talk about the end too. So we should. Oh, that's true. Um. Um, but the Birdo connection this week was was definitely tough. There's no Birdo in this game. <laughs> <laughs> the connection was hard to find. <laughs> yeah, it's we're actually already encountering the problem that will only get worse 
of my thing from here on out. But I did find one, which is that I don't, I obviously don't know her, the name, but one of the Bowser, one of the Koopa, Koopa kids hmm. was a, the girl one. Oh, uh, Wendy? Looked a lot like Birdo. Really? That's, really? that's the whole connection. She had a bow tie. Pink? She had she was pink? pink. Yeah. She just she just like aesthetically looked definitely in line with Birdo. Like, do you know the thing about um, the Cooper kids? That they're Miyamoto's children. <laughs> they're they're based on the programmers. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's cool. Like he he made them yeah like based off of like the personality of the different mm. programmers. Oh that's great. And they're named after the programmers. Oh in, wow. In the Japanese okay. version. In the American version, they got rid of that, yeah. which was kind of disappointing. And they named them after, uh, strangely, like famous like musicians. So there's <laughs> okay. Lud- Ludwig Van Oh, Van Koopa, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And uh, what are some of the other ones? Um, <laughs> Mozart? <laughs> yeah, just, just Mozart. <laughs> uh, Roy Koopa, named after Roy Orbison. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who the other one, what the other ones, I can't remember what the other one. There, there is Wendy, is like Wendy. the girl one. I don't know what. Who would that? Um, the famous musician Wendy from Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her music. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, okay. The ending. Greatest yeah. ending of a Mario game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to, you beat Bowser, which, did, did you watch the like Bowser fight? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's like, you know, it's, I was trying to think, is there another like Bowser fight that's like this where like he's like pounding the ground? Yeah. Honest. I don't know. I mean, he does that in, um, in 64. Does he do that? Does he like jump up? Yeah. And then like, there's the wave you have to jump over, I believe. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Mm. That's a, that he does that in Galaxy for sure. Oh, okay. Maybe he does it in um, uh, Odyssey. Anyway, okay. So every Mario game, <laughs> every Mario game after this. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like you jumping on him doesn't do anything, mm. and uh, so you have to like get him to kill himself. Basically, yeah, yeah. he has to commit suicide. <laughs> but I was watching to get uh, screenshots of the uh, the actual ending. I watched a playthrough. Yeah, and if you have the hammer suit. You can just throw hammers at him and he dies. Oh wow, that's <laughs> and it takes like it, like it literally was like ten seconds. That's so funny. Yeah, I watched a video <laughs> of a speed run where someone did like uh, yeah. fireballs. Oh, so it's yeah. like yeah, if you have like a weapon, like a weapon <laughs> yeah. power or whatever, so it's like, crazy. You're fine. Um, just it's like it breaks so the anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but then you get to uh, Peach because Bowser does steal Peach after you have saved all of the. The Kings. Mm. And then you have to go to Dark World or whatever it's called. Mm. Which um, also, that overworld is so cool. It, it's so bizarre. Yeah. There's like the tanks. Yeah. Those levels are very hard and just like <laughs> crazy. Like I had no yeah. idea there was like tanks in Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like this, it, it's, you're not like destroying the tanks. They're just like yeah. driving. You have to yeah. jump over them. It but, was just kind of like the airship level. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you get into the room with Princess Peach. And this is what she says. <laughs> Thank you. But our princess is in another castle. Dot, dot, dot. Just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. Bye, bye. Ha, ha, ha. Peach is just like, 
She's just pranking. She don't care. She don't care. <laughs> she's been she's been sitting there thinking that the whole time, like, oh, I'm gonna get him so good when he when he finally says. She's me. obviously has not been in any, any distress at all. <laughs> she's just like, I'm gonna play a joke on Mario. Okay, but on also, I was like, wait, this is like crazy. It, that's not at all what she says in the Japanese version. Really? Oh my god. The Japanese version is so boring. It's like, it's just like, thank you. The Mushroom Kingdom has finally like become peaceful again. The end. Wow. So that's so underwhelming. That's, the uh, translation, ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, they clearly were just like, now we got to punch this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we well, need I to put ha ha ha. <laughs> I wonder what did uh, what did it say in one for the in Japanese for your princesses in another castle? Because that's obviously become a very kind of iconic phrase in English. Yeah. But I wonder maybe it wasn't in uh, in Japanese, and that's why. Uh, they wouldn't have put it in the original Japanese version. Yeah, it, it probably wasn't as iconic, I'm guessing. I mean, we all know the Mountain Goat song. <laughs> that, that doesn't get more iconic. But I, actually, I think... I'm pretty sure the original Mario Bros, like, is they don't in the Japanese version, it's all English text. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like they wrote that because like they didn't have enough memory to put in like Japanese characters. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's like why a lot of like old Japanese games have like weird like just English as like the language. Yeah. (laughs) Because they like you know the the Japanese alphabet is like twice as big. Yeah. It's obviously way more complicated. Yeah. Um, In terms of how many characters they need. So yeah, I think it is the same. But I think probably the reason why it is like iconic is because it is like kind of weird English. Yeah. And they were just like, this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll talk more about uh, uh, the, the hype and everything in our next episode, but I do want to talk about the release of this mm. game. So we talked about how like there was like the ROM shortage and stuff and how I got hyped up in two issues of Nintendo Power. If you don't... The beginning of every Nintendo Power magazine is an ad for Nintendo Power, which is very strange. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a guy like, ah, and he's like on fire or something. Like this is an example. I don't know if there's one that's actually like this, but he's like, ah, like screaming, and it's like this is a guy who didn't get Nintendo Power. <laughs> like you don't want to be like him. Is this just on the top of your head? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you should have been a writer for Nintendo Power. That's a great ad. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't get Nintendo Power. Um, around this time, also, N- Nintendo of America has started partnering with, like, established American brands mm. to kind of, like, um, give them more, like, credibility with, like, adults. Because, obviously, kids loved Nintendo. But, uh, like... The, the thing about this, like, period of time, like, the late 80s was, like, kind of how, like, China is viewed now, I think, is, like, how Japan was viewed. Really? It's, like... Wow. Because, like, I mean, and Nintendo was, like, you know, one of, like, the big uh, reasons for that, I think, because, like, um, they were... They just came out of nowhere, yeah. and all of a sudden, like... It, like I, I read some, like, crazy quote, like, like, there was literally more, like, more homes in america had like nintendos than had vcr machines or something like that <laughs> yeah where it was just like they like in five years in like the span of like five years mm-hmm. like they just like completely were like taking over mm-hmm. and like uh 
there's all this crazy stuff where like um like american toy companies who had been like basically unchallenged at that point because like now we don't really think of video games and toys as being in the same yeah but it makes sense obviously they were but at at the the time time, like yeah they were the same thing and like they sold nintendo's at toy stores and stuff um uh like toy makers and stuff were like scared of nintendo because like yeah like they were like losing tons of money to yeah, Nintendo because suddenly like the newest, coolest, like mm-hmm. significantly more cool than any toy would be, right? Because yeah. it's like a whole new thing. Uh-huh. Like video games come out, and also they're probably way more profitable. Yeah, because they're so expensive compared yeah. to toys. Right? I was yeah, like I think like early Nintendo games were probably like that were like like Mario and Mario Three and stuff mm-hmm. that were like huge hits were probably like for like what co- what would the cost was to make them. I can't imagine a product ever being more profitable. <laughs> like the first Mario was like six people. Yeah. They paid six Jesus, people to make yeah. it. And it was like, it made them like billions of dollars. Yeah. It's like, that's insane. Like when you think about comparing that to like movies where it's like hundreds of people make like a yeah. blockbuster, you know? Yeah. Like for, for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like they cost millions of dollars and then they, you know, if it's successful, it'll make yeah. like, like some millions on top of that. Yeah, but like, yeah. Yeah, six yeah, just six guys in a in a room made Mario and <laughs> yeah. changed the world, making so much money. Um, and then also like you know, add on that to like just like racism, like people were just scared <laughs> yeah. of Japan. Yeah, I mean, and also this must have been. I, I guess I don't know when, like, the kind of uh, spread of like other continents culture in the United mm-hmm. States would have happened because you yeah. know now it's like everyone has a concept of Japan or of any Asian country, really. Yeah. Any of the, like, like really well Yeah, it's yeah. like, and most people have probably consumed some amount of their media, but it's like, mm-hmm. at this time, like, there probably wasn't really anime in the way there is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not now, but it's like, probably must have just been starting to come over, if at all. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, other media, toys, whatever, is, like, nowhere near what it is. So it's... Yeah, I think Nintendo was, like, at the forefront of that mm-hmm. and, like, had to, like, deal with, like, the issues around that, I yeah. think, because, like exactly like i think there was concerns <laughs> that it was like a foreign like yeah this foreign country's like weird stuff yeah had, was like this is what all the kids were into yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean it's like asia is like was one of the like other c- cultures or like continents that had as much kind of money and power as america and probably the most culturally different. So, like, hmm. white America in the 80s. <laughs> like, yeah, they must have been freaking out. Yeah. Well, and, I, and like, the business world in particular, I think, was freaking out. Because, like you were saying, this was, like, the late 80s. There was, like, a few years where, like, Japan in particular was, like, on top of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. There was, like, I was reading... um, Like, in Tokyo, because of, like, just, like, how insane the economy like I and mean, just like how insane like prices were getting like uh tokyo like the like the like how much it would cost to buy like tokyo like the whole like the land uh-huh. was like three times the entire united states or something like oh that. my gosh wow <laughs> and it, i mean it was like a bubble yeah that yeah, like yeah. burst in like the early 90s yeah oh i think i remember learning about that yeah uh, in yeah japanese class Nakajima. yeah yeah and they're like Shout still recovering to, yeah <laughs> from uh-huh. that like yeah and so like nintendo and then like obviously like other big companies like like i feel like the 80s is really when like 
Honda and like Toyota and stuff. Like, mm, mm-hmm. like now it's like very normal. I think that everyone or like Japanese cars are everywhere. But yeah. like at the time, that probably was like crazy too. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even know until college that like most of the car brands that we or like half of them are Japanese. Yeah, like I had no concept of that. Let's see. Oh, so <laughs> what I was originally going to say was so they were partnering with other like brands. They they partnered with McDonald's for a uh, Super Mario Bros. Happy Meal <laughs> okay. where you could get like uh, Super Mario Bros. toys. Oh, okay. Wow. I, and I feel like that was, at least what I was reading made it seem like that was like the first time that they had done something like that. Um, and I, they're, they're, you can you can look up like commercials and mm. of that where it's like, <laughs> there's one where it's a Mario... He like and he jumps and hits a block and then gets bigger and then next to him is I think Grimace <laughs> and Ronald McDonald and and Grimace goes like Mario hits a block and he gets bigger and then Ronald McDonald goes like I hit a like my move is like I hit a thing and food like and then you get fed or something like hits a block and then like burgers come out of it <laughs> it's like very weird wow classic uh, classic advertising yeah um so. Uh, but then they also released uh, this commercial, which uh, uh, oh, oh. we have uh, pulled up. Um, it is picture. You're only going to hear the audio, dear listener, but picture a <laughs> a bunch of people wearing blue shirts standing all together, and the camera slowly panning out. And I'll describe what it pans out to after Mario! after we listen to it. It pans out to like slowly pans out. So everyone's wearing a blue shirt and it pans out to that's like part of Mario's design. And it pans out to Mario's face covering North America, like from space, like a view from space. That, I mean, what we were talking about, like, yeah, that's that was kind of ominous. That was kind of scary. <laughs> the, I mean, because that it was so big on the planet in this ad, like the amount of people it would take to make that, it's like it's implying world domination. By Mario. Yeah. In the name of Mario. Yeah. I do, like, I feel like that's one of the best commercials I've ever seen. (laughs) It's, like, so simple and just insane. (laughs) It's, like, it doesn't even show the game at all. It doesn't talk about the game. It's just, like, Mario, Mario, (laughs) Mario. Yeah, it's just that one thing happens, but it's very impactful. Yeah. And it's just, like. truly kind of scary. I feel like. On the one sense, like, they were trying to build that, but at the other, like, hand, like, that was probably just what was going on. Just, like, kids being like, Mario's coming! <laughs> He's back. All you had to do was ask. <laughs> um, all right. So, so uh, Mario, Mario comes out, and uh, Mario goes on to outsell any video game in history and... <laughs> At the at the time at the time and gross more than five hundred million dollars. Wow. Um, we had talked before about how Mario, the first Mario, was the best selling game of all time for a long time. Mm-hmm. The statistic is that Super Mario Bros. Three is the best was the best selling game of all time for a long time, not counting like pack in games. 
So like oh, yeah. with the Nintendo, yeah. they would just like include Mario yeah. with it. So the best-selling game that didn't just like come with a console when you bought oh, it. Oh, that's that's a that's actually like a very impressive accolade. Yeah, because you really, I mean, it's like that U two album. <laughs> it's like you really just can't take that seriously. Like that, that's that's statistic. different. Like you, that's <laughs> yeah. a little different because like yeah, that'd be like if you. Well, I guess it it's kind of similar, but it's not like. Yeah, you like bought an iPod and like you got like the CD with it yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it is just like I mean, obviously it, it is deserved in the case of Mario, but to have gotten that far mm-hmm. just on the sales of the little little square alone <laughs> cartridge. Uh-huh. No, the little square. <laughs> We're like big square. Those things are big. Yeah. They're like this tall. They're, they're like this tall, <laughs> listener. I feel like I feel like Nintendo games are some of the biggest like game like physically the biggest games yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, honestly, I don't know that there's any of them that were bigger than that. Yeah. Than the the Nintendo original. And then I mean, consistently, like, you know, the um 64 were ba- were way bigger. Okay, that's one other example. The 64 was were way bigger than like the PlayStation discs or whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then they compensated with the GameCube discs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was why they did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, these di- these these cartridges are so big, we need to make tiny discs. <laughs> was the Wii tiny discs, too? No, they were regular discs. That's so weird. But you could put GameCube discs yeah. in the Wii. Yeah. That's so bizarre. I don't know why that's so weird to me, but... No, it, it's very weird. It's like, did it, ju- did it have to, like, detect when it was a tiny disc? <laughs> And like move the laser or something. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer for you, Devin. <laughs> Tim, Tim just like looked off into space. Like, I'm, I wish I God. Knew. Um. So in uh, the the legacy of uh, Super Mario Bros. Two, at least for Miyamoto, um, I don't remember where I got this from, but uh, this is The the quote is uh, as much of. As the world loves Super Mario Bros. 3, Miyamoto himself has mixed feelings about it. Quote, Interesting. I look back and play some of these games, and there are lots of places where, to be honest, I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> oh, it's from a Time Magazine interview. Uh, I looked at Super Mario Bros. 3 and feel like, this was it? This is what we thought was good enough? What? That being said, I do have new understandings, understandings of that work. The balance in that game is what it needed to be at the time. It really was. And so, even seeing all the limitations, I'm very happy with the way we with what we created, and I wouldn't change it. I feel like that. I feel like that's just Miyamoto being Miyamoto of like, yeah. nothing's ever good enough. Yeah, because like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, like that, what could else you've done on the Nintendo? Yeah, like, especially because it's like, I mean, you have to like look at that. Like Miyamoto, you have to look at that in comparison with the other ones, where yeah. it's like it is such a step forward. It's yeah. like and it's just so nice. Yeah, it's like incredible how how much of a step forward it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Um, I mean, it's like this level of self-doubt is arguably what makes him great. So it's... Yeah. You can't really fault him for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the music at all. Mm. Yeah, actually, I didn't... I didn't pay much note to the... Much attention to the music. I definitely do feel like it is the weakest Mario soundtrack. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was really nice, but there weren't yeah. really many new songs, were there? I mean, like... So, uh, uh, I mean, I think it's, 
Well, so like the the underground theme is this like is like an evolution of it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds even more like the thing you like ripped off of. <laughs> um, yeah. But the like the the main like gr- ground theme is completely new. Yeah, yeah. Um and and he talked about Kondo talked about how like I feel like he had like writer's block or something. Mm, oh, interesting. Where he said like he he didn't really like think about the music all that much when he was making the first one. Yeah. And then it was like this huge hit and obviously and everyone was like saying yeah. that it was um that it was like he was like working in like all these weird genres like he was like taking from like Latin music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like that got him into thinking like well like should I be like picking a genre and then like <laughs> I think that, like, kind of gave him writer's block. Yeah, there actually... I mean, there's a lot of reasons why he would have, like, a lot more kind of pressure on himself yeah. to to best the, the the first one. And then also yeah. the second one, which had a lot of great music in it. Yeah, I think probably the reason he didn't have um, writer's block for the second one is, like, yeah, all that music yeah. was not made for yeah, Mario, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> is my guess. And, yeah, and then this one was... I mean, this really is in essence, like, the true sequel to Mario in a certain yeah. way, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, the Lost Levels and Mario 2 are both kind of, like... Different things, yeah. yeah. And it's, Definitely. like, yeah. Whereas this is, like, very much, like, the evolution of it. And so it's, like, yeah, yeah how do you top <laughs> da-da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. It's, like, you can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And but I feel it, like, like, like you were saying, the music is really good, but it's, like, it doesn't stick with you, I feel yeah. like, is the, is the thing. Mm-hmm. The I mean, it, yeah, like, literally with... Um, with all most of the games with all the Koji Kondo games we've played so far, it's like I always immediately notice the music, and it's half the time it's like what I'm paying attention to. Yeah, in this, I, I honestly not at one single point like notice the music. Mm. I really like the main uh, overworld theme, and or not not the overworld, but like the main ground theme. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is new, I think, with the music in this one is there's, there's a lot more like percussion. Oh, okay, like yeah. the original Mario, all that. All the songs in that are like, yeah, like like simple tones essentially. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this one, there's like it's like more layered. Yeah. So I think maybe that's like more where the focus was, and it does sound cool. But yeah, I actually, think, it did because it I it, it, I feel like it sounds almost close. It sounds in between the quality of like the eight bit and the sixteen bit, right? Like it doesn't sound quite like that really simple yeah, they chip had, tune, right? Because they like put that like yeah, extra yeah. processing power in it. They had more like to work with it's so crazy that they were just able to do that because that essentially like this really is like almost an in-between console game where it's like it really isn't an nes game and it's not the last time they'll do it we'll see in the future with uh star fox Mm. oh that's what that is too yeah well that makes sense and like kind of i mean we're not talking about this game but like it's kind of similar to like uh with like donkey kong 64 you know how you had to like yeah, the, you're like, right. Add-on thing. You're right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's like Nintendo. Yeah, they have a. They real don't pattern. do that anymore. But like that was just a weird thing that they did. Well, was, you know what? On yeah, I guess they still don't really. But it, that feels almost in line with the way that they made the new 3DS. Do you know about this? Oh, where like they yeah. had the 3DS forever, and they had the new 3DS, which in essence was just a better version of it but then mm-hmm. there were certain games that like only ran on that yeah so it was like a like a mid console like half upgrade yeah but it is yeah they did that with like the ds2 whereas like they, there was like the ds and then yeah. there was like the, well there's the there was like a million ds there's like the slim ds the, the dsi yeah i guess the dsi <laughs> but none of those really had like think games that you couldn't that you had to have the new one to play right i don't ever yeah. remember hearing about that 
Nintendo. I feel like the DSi you did like, but I don't really know. But what game would have come out on the DSi? Ooh. Or was it just that like you could only you couldn't download games on the old DS, but you could download them on the DSi? Oh, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. Some uh, some would call it a Miyamoto's masterpiece. <laughs> some would call it one of the greatest games of all time. Miyamoto wouldn't, but some would. <laughs> Miyamoto would be like, I have no masterpiece. <laughs> it's all trash. <laughs> Throw it all away. <laughs> that's why we love Miyamoto. Him. Is honestly like. He seems like such like I feel like the image of him is that he's such like a like a fun like loving guy yeah. just like just make it fun but he's like he's like kind of a negative guy yeah <laughs> like there's so many quotes online of him being like yeah like we just didn't do this right this was a failure <laughs> like I was reading a uh, 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 the Wind Waker Wikipedia page and he, oh yeah and he was just like yeah I just feel like it was a failure like there was no like new innovations in the gameplay like. <laughs> That's why people didn't like it. It's like there was oh, nothing there for the fans. <laughs> that's so funny. That's I mean, I guess that kind of is in a certain way that's right about Wind Waker, but not really. Wind Waker yeah. is so good. We'll talk about it in a later <laughs> episode. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so far what I really feel like I've learned about Miyamoto, because I do kind of have to remind myself occasionally that that's what the premise of this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um it's like I, I feel like it's that he really is a dark guy in a lot of ways. Like mm. he's like he is not the like Mario in Mario spirit embodied in the way that you kind of like see him when you only have like a very uh you know yeah um small perspective on him yeah 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 because like i mean the way the the his kind of i always forget the word sadism mm-hmm. that like that we've observed in the other games where he's like oh. he truly tries to punish oh. us he punishes himself like well and i just remember there's there's something i messaged you while playing the game in the towards the end of the game oh in, yeah in one of the castles we yeah. talked about it in the mario 2 episode but how there's a there's like a ledge where you have to jump off and then like go back the other direction and there's a pipe with a piranha plant and the piranha plant only comes out after you like jump up. I actually didn't even realize that you were saying there's a piranha plant in there. Oh. I thought that that's what my, that was my first thought but oh, then no. I saw that it wasn't That would be picture. nothing if there wasn't a piranha plant there. That's so funny. So that's up. exactly what we were like complaining so about <laughs> as like horrible, just like sadistic <laughs> in Super Mario Bros. 2. He brought it back and he added a boo yeah. that's chasing you. So you have to like <laughs> my god it's truly like That's insane so fucked up yeah the he, booze in general are kind of another example of this where they're like yeah just kind of very aggressive you you can't kill them right no no yeah so i feel like the booze are fine i mean i i enjoyed it but it was just like it's like oh my gosh like <laughs> just if i turn around it's like it's just there yeah boo boo <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in to Gameography. Um, we are we are almost uh, like halfway through Miyamoto's career. Jeez. Well, like we're honestly as for, as far as games, he really like yeah. was like the main hand behind it. This mm-hmm. is almost the last one in wow. a way. That is yeah, it's kind of um, sad. After once we get into the Super Nintendo era. Um, he, he transitioned into more of like a just a producer role, like overseeing lots of different projects, but not being like the main person, on, like being hands on necessarily mm. um, to the same extent. Um, so shed a tear for that. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh, and uh, next episode, we will be covering the commercial movie. 
for Super Mario Bros. 2 or 3. <laughs> the Wizard. The Wizard. You can watch right along and laugh at all the weird stuff. Mm. And remember, okay, we'll, I mean, maybe we'll tweet this. I don't know. <laughs> if you, if someone follows us at, at Gameography Pod, we'll tweet when we watch it. Wait, no, that doesn't make <laughs> any sense. That's not going to work out. <laughs> like live tweet it? Uh, like just say we're gonna watch it so you can watch it with us maybe we'll tweet that before this um so that you can maybe watch it along well uh this is all just a way of saying you should follow us at gameography pod yeah. if you, didn't if you follow us we will personally at you and tell you when we watch yeah um, no well uh, yeah for real for real no joke i'll do that <laughs> you'll get a notification be like okay it's wizard time <laughs> that's what it'll say okay it's wizard time <laughs> Wahoo! It's wizard time. <laughs> All right. Bye bye.